It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and well, it's Sunday morning. That's always an exciting time Amen. for me. And I'm just so happy to be here with you on 94.1, a show that we say a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. Show number 1,109 here wow. today. That's a lot of radio. For about <laughs> 21, 22 years we've been doing this. Have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well to one another, and that has worked out real well. Amen. And I've got one of my regulars back here with me, <laughs> Brother Henry Miller. Brother Henry, welcome to the show. Good to be back, brother. It's been too are. long. I know it. I try to get you on here at least once a year. Yes, you do, and, and I'll, back, I look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, back during December, it just didn't work out, and I kind of lost touch with you. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I met somebody that said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's still been Henry. <laughs> That's good I or say, bad, I don't know. I but. say, well, tell him to call me. And then you called me, and we got it together, yes. and here you are back yes. again. And you've been running all over the country, I understand. Woo, yes, we, we're still rolling up and down the road. And I talked to this brother at uh, the, over the American Legion, the Sunday, first Sunday Night Gospel singing. He said, oh, it's from your church. Mm-hmm. And I said, Brother oh. Robert. And he said, you were leaving, I think, the the like the next day and I said, well, okay. And then when he gets back, and he said, well, he'll be back here in a few days. I'm going, you're going all the way to Kentucky. All the way up and back. Then turn around and come back. Yep, I went up on Monday. Uh, left here at 7.30. I got there at 7.30. Spent the night. On, and we got a new mission we opened up in Chop Bottom. And we set that up. Of course, and, everybody knows where that's at. Yeah, everybody knows Chop Bottom. <laughs> Chop Bottom, Kentucky. Chop Bottom, Kentucky. <laughs> Great people up there. But anyway, and I left at 9 o'clock and came straight back. Wow. <laughs> Got back. <laughs> now, do you have people with you? Not that. Most times when I'm doing them short runs, I don't. Now, you don't have any problem falling asleep? Nah, just crank the van up and really? aim it toward Kentucky, and it's got about where it go on its own now. <laughs> See, I would, I would be falling asleep. Uh, I, mean, I have probably issues with that anyway. Yeah, one of the guys, actually, he I think he's 87, uh, a pastor friend of mine in Defuniac, who actually got me into the Appalachian Mountain Ministries. Uh, that's one of the reasons he had to quit because he'd get falling asleep too yeah, bad. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so now they turned over to me, I reckon I'd stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I drove to Kentucky by myself, it was right before Christmas, and my wife wasn't able to go. And what I did is, first of all, I made it to Albany, Georgia, and I was so sleepy. <laughs> I couldn't stand. And I pulled into the Walmart there and just put me a blanket over <laughs> myself, and I took me a long nap, probably about 45 minutes or so. And then I was good to go. And right. I drove all the way to Chattanooga. Chattanooga. But what I'd do is that I'd leave the window down. Right. Down, not all the way down, but, but somewhat down. And then I would have the heater going full blast. Yeah. But I put a blanket over me, and that kept the heat down. Right. But it was raining. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> so I had all this water all the way up down my arm. <laughs> so like, but it kept me awake enough right. to get me to Chattanooga. Oh. And then I got a hotel and spent the night. And uh, so. But now, do you ever just pull over and just sleep in your van? You know, when I leave out, I'll usually try to leave out about 7, 7.30, and then I'll stop. Usually, if I ain't filled up with gas here, I'll stop somewhere around uh, Cordell and top the tank off. Then I'll stop in Charleston, Tennessee, top it off and just keep rolling. Get me a cold drink and keep rolling until I get to Kentucky. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a God thing, right? <laughs> it is. That's what everybody says. <laughs> because you're not a young guy. No. And I'm, I'm just, last time, I, we, uh, we, we're about the same age. Yep, I just, uh, well, I'm headed to 71. Now I'm 70. Last my last birthday in April, I'm 71. So you'll be 71 this year. This year. So you're like three months older than me. Yeah. So I think that's what we. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're an old man. I'm an old man. And and sometimes (laughs) I'm young. Well, I tell you, when I came in for this last trip and I got in and got out of the van, it took me about uh, length of my trailer to get to walk again because my body just. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) My legs legs and yeah, because you just sit all that sitting sitting there. That's 12 hours. No matter how you cut it, slice it or dice it, it's going to end up being. 11 and a half, 12 hours. So this this brother that uh, turned you on to these missions in Kentucky, mm-hmm. you still say, bless him, brother? Or do you say, brother, what have you got me into? <laughs> he, when he called me, because he went up there, he only went up there probably, you know, I think three or four times a year. I go about seven or eight if I can okay. do it. And uh, when he got me started, 
And, well, I moved to another location because he was over in Canyon Falls, Kentucky. So I moved over to Cool Springs, Kentucky. And then when he got to where he couldn't do it anymore, his health and his, his wife was – so he uh, said, uh, I'm just turning everything over to you. And he actually donated me a trailer, a really nice wow. trailer. We can haul the yeah. stuff in. And he supports me really good. Yeah. He says, I can't go, but you can. Yeah, but now, what do you do when you go there? Well, all right, we do – most times, like, we got we got a big trip coming in March. And we're going to call it a mountain revival. I go for different churches two and three nights a night having revival. And all the churches will come together and they'll go to each church. Okay. And we call it, call it a mountain revival. We do that for about 10 to 14 days. But while we're there, we do clothing and food giveaways. We got several, uh, missions up there. We got one in Cool Springs, one in, uh, Oneida and one over in Shop Bottom. And we go up there and we take that van load of food and clothes. And we set it out, and you come get it. It's all free. We okay. pass out tracks. We talk, we've had people save coming to the giveaways. Uh, and so we feed all that we can, and then we use it, usually that two hours of time. Now, when you say feeding, you're talking about actually cooking food? We or, have done that several times. Are you doing food distribution? We dis- distribute most of it. We have several times cooked my famous chicken perlo. And <laughs> <laughs> but that's a fairly easy thing to serve. I mean, to cook and serve. Yeah, it? but let me tell you, don't do it in the mountains. They just, I mean, the first time I went up there was cooking chicken perlo, and it was, a, and, and they didn't know what it was. Uh-huh. They come along and said, they'd eat. Because Sister Brenda cooked chicken and dumplings. They were yeah. eating her chicken and dumplings yeah, up, but they were yeah. touched by Perlo. And one lady came along. She says, well, what is it? Uh-huh. I said, it's chicken and rice and seasons and stuff like that. She said, well, let me try just a spoonful and see what I think of it. And so I handed her a spoonful on a plate. And she uh, she took She said, oh, I'll take some more of that. I like that. <laughs> then I'm from Kentucky, you know. Yeah. And I'd never heard Don't. of chicken Perlo until I came they down here. They don't yeah. know what it is up yeah. there. So I just said, well, no. But we just did one, though. I was up there when the floods happened last year, uh, when all the, you know, you're seeing the news where these people lost their homes. And it was it was just so sad to see. Uh, one lady said, I, I got out just in time, me and my ch- son. And we, as we climbed up the hill, looked around, watched our whole house and car and everything washed down the river. Wow. Well, we went up there and cooked for them. And now they all came and ate it. I mean, wow. they said, oh, yeah, we'll take it. I don't think just, <laughs> if they was that hungry. Right, or, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, rice is a good filler. Yeah. And, and you can cook rice fairly easy. Yeah, it's easy and, so. to, and it's cheap. It don't yeah, cost you a yeah. ton of money. But uh, the chicken perlo, that sounds like something that might have come from New Orleans. It is something. a Cajun dish, actually. Okay, okay. It is a Cajun dish. I've never heard of it anywhere else except here. Yeah. In, in this area here. Yeah, it is but, a, it's a Cajun dish. And it's a real good, I mean, if you know how to cook it and do yeah. it right. And I've had people call me, come do a perlo for us. I yeah. mean, I mean. So you, you cook the chicken separate before you put you it do. in there? You cook the chicken separate, and we most of the time debone it, and then you cook the rice, yeah. and when your rice just starts getting ready, you keep everything in those juices, and you right. put your chicken back in and keep stirring it until it gets to that perfect flavor. And well, see, I'm thinking about this. You just give me an idea. Because <laughs> we, we've, we've talked about it at our church, because mm-hmm. we're right there on Capitol Circle. Right. That the next time that there's a hurricane or something, in we did that with Hurricane Michael. That we're going to set up there in our little place. So that would be a great, great thing to dish. serve. We did when when Michael hit. We went over and did several of them in Calhoun, Liberty County. And, and you did the perlo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, in fact, I got so tickled. We was doing one in Bristol, on uh, right there at the Toller School. Actually, we had everybody come over. We had chicken perlo going. And this one guy came in up and, you know, we was giving them all foods, like cheese crackers and things. People didn't have nothing over there. Right. Oh, yeah. That was I mean, a tough time. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, this truck driver from Miami had been deployed there. And so he's walking up to where I had the perlo cooked and we was serving the dishes. And he walked up and one of my ladies that works with me looked over and says, would you like some cheese crackers? He said, no, ma'am, I've had enough cheese crackers. Last me forever. I want some perlo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. can cook it for just very cheap. Huh. Uh, huh. And it covers, like, you can cook. Well, well, that pot I got, I got a cop pot that uh, you can serve about 80 people out Yeah, of. and fill people and up. And it's just a big yeah. old turkey flyer. Yeah. But uh, do you have anything that goes with it? Did you have oh, yeah, we get you the, the thing with perlo is you do chicken perlo and green beans. A lot okay. of people love the coleslaw. We don't do much with coleslaw because of the mayonnaise. Right. It can right. go bad. Yeah. Uh, and, and rolls and bread. A lot of people yeah. like the light bread. But that's a nice nice meal. That's a good full meal. Fill it's up. some yeah. little dessert yeah. cookie or something. So you're going up to the Kentucky mountains and, and you're doing that. And mm-hmm. then Christmas time, you're taking Christmas gifts. Christmas gift. We just came yeah. back in December. We was I think we were trying to figure out how many children. We did help families that had nothing. Yeah. And uh, we got their children bicycles. We got their children because I have people from actually from all over the place. It was, when I start, we start advertised in July. Okay, we here's the trip, and we'll have people call. I'd like to buy this whole family's Christmas. Wow! And then they'll buy it, and then bring it to the church in Woodville that a pastor, 
and then uh, then we'll either wrap it and put their names on it, just like their parents did it mm-hmm. for them, and then we'll go up and give it to them. Now, are these people who are donating, is it just in this area, the Big Ben, or people from wherever? Pennsylvania. I got churches in Pennsylvania that donate, Fields mm-hmm. of Harvest Church in Pennsylvania. I go up there and know, I see, I usually go up there in October, pick their stuff up. I have to take empty van and trailer. I got one in Williamsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've got uh, one in uh, Allen Kellytown, Pennsylvania. So they all buy all year long. Hmm. But how, did, how did they make contact with you? How did that happen? I actually was sent by a friend up there, and I met one pastor, and from there, well, hey, one lady asked one lady. Her name is Sharon from Pennsylvania. She goes to Fields of Harvest, and she was so excited about the Appalachian Mountains, mm-hmm. and she said, "This is our country." We need yep. to help our people. Okay. I want to get, and she got, she got a fire lit of her, and I, she just called everybody and didn't have a church. Right. And so she calls them all up and says, okay, he's coming up on November, or uh, usually it's the first week of October, because I try to get everything ready by November 1st. Right. Because we got to get it all separated, box wrapped. And uh, then I got one church that does 100 gift bags, and they'll have them ready for me. All I do is put them in the truck. It's got boy, girl, boy, girl ages. Right. And uh, so just okay. word of mouth. But now, you are, as you said, almost 71 years 71 old. 71 years old. And you got all this going. Mm-hmm. And I, I, sometimes I hear people say, oh, I'm too old to do yeah. this, but not Henry. And I don't mean. forget the four <laughs> missions right here in Florida. I got Hosford, <laughs> yeah. Panacea, East Point, and Woodville. And, and you're, of course, Woodville's a church that you pastor. Yeah, Woodville's a church. Yeah, and Panacea, yeah. I pastor it, too. I got two churches to pastor. I pastor <laughs> Woodville at 11 and Panacea at 2. There you go. But what, my point is simply this, is that you're just keeping on, keeping on, and you're going you're gonna to do it until the Lord says, okay, Henry, it's time to come home. Time to come home. Yeah. And, and uh, see, I applaud that because, you know, I, I live pretty I much know. the same way. You do, too. But but when I hear people begin to, as the scriptures say, they all with one consent to begin to make excuse. You're right. I want to go, have you even not even read the Bible right. about, about that sort of thing? You can't count. I can't count the people that say, how do you do this? How do you do it? I said, number one, I give God all the credit. There you go. I don't have no crediting it in fact i was in kentucky here at chop bottom was doing a giveaway and you know we'd we was uh i give a little salvation message before just something short maybe five minutes this lady walked up to me she said i need to get saved i'm lost if i died i'm going not going wow. to heaven wow so we, we everybody stopped we all prayed her through and uh so after it was all over she started walking over t- t- patting me saying thank you thank you i said stop right there don't thank me you give god the things mm-hmm. i said all i do is drive the van yeah. Everything is donated to pay people that some of them I don't even know. Right. Money comes from people. They'll come up and say, I, I want to support your ministry in the Appalachians. Yeah. Or I want to support your ministry in Woodville. I had a lady in, in down in uh, East Point just last week came up to me and said, this is what people need to be doing. Because we are, believe it or not, in East Point, we're reaching homeless, 48 homeless people in East Point that come by and we feed them every week with distribution. In fact, now we've got, we cook a meal every week for them. Wow. But see, here's the thing. I have this teaching that I do when, whenever, when I haven't done it lately because I'm not doing the youth for the region anymore. But it was an event called Vision, and I had this teaching. It was called Fish of the Future. Mm-hmm. That's what I called it. And this is what I would tell people. I said, look, when you feel led of God to start a ministry, Mm-hmm. They say, well, how do you do this? And my expression, how did you launch a dream? And I said, well, you just put one foot in front of the Amen. other. Amen. But, but here's the thing that you just pointed out a few minutes ago. Is that you said, well, a friend told me about this. A friend told me about this. So in other words, when you started, you didn't say, oh, this is what we're going to do. No. He says, no, we're going to do a door that's God's opening here. Yeah. And then God's going to expand. And that's exactly what you just described there. God just said, okay, here, Henry, this is over here. And then if you can't do it, well, you can start it and somebody else will pick it up. You was talking about yeah. a while ago, the guy that introduced me. I'd never heard. I've heard of Appalachian Ministry. Okay. And I was sitting there preaching revival for him in Defuniac Springs. And he had this big, big, big yellow truck said Appalachian Mountain Ministries. It's all set on the side of it. Okay. Big red letters. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, what in the world is this? So I asked him, his name is Brother uh, Curtis, Pastor Curtis. I said, what is Appalachian Mountain Ministry? He said, well, if we go up there and we carry food and clothes and we have services with them and pray with them and we do this several times a year. Well, it just kind of sparked me. Yeah. You know, like, okay, okay. I, well, I do go to the Philippines. I do. We do help Philippines and Dominican and all those other countries. But what about our people yeah. here that need to be loved and helped too? That they're right. in situations right, that right. they didn't pick. You right. know, a lot of them didn't pick the situation they're in. So anyway, I said, well, how would I get involved with that? And I'll never forget. He said, okay, I can introduce you to them. He said, but let me tell you something about these people. 
when you go in there, they either like you or they don't. <laughs> what do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you would know that. Uh, he said, if they like you, yeah, that's you have a family yeah. that will yeah. never let yeah. you down. That's right. If they don't like you, you can save your gas. Back up and go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never going to be in the club. <laughs> yeah. And so our first off time I went, I'm thinking, he tasted it just and you ain't got to do this be yourself he yeah. said but if they like you yeah. you got a family but and so i went to the first mission i went to i'd never seen these people never been in the mountains in my life of the appalachians okay i go in there and then they sat by an old wood heater the pastor and his wife and and we just like been knowing each other for all our yeah. lives and we got to talking and then and the next thing i'm a family member yeah but uh you we, we talked on the uh, before we went on the air here and you were kind of describing where the area you were wasn't was not where i thought you were going because mm-hmm. where you described there you're not far from lexington yeah yeah about 65 miles yeah, kind of yeah, the yeah. south and, and that's considered as, as part of the appalachians yes. i didn't really realize that yeah. it's mountainous there oh, but yeah. it's not like if you go over to eastern kentucky where right where you're up around Prestonburg and Hazard yeah, and places Pest- like that, where you're really getting into the mountains right. over there. And I wasn't real sure that that's still in the part of that Appalachia Ridge, I yeah. guess. And it's that. real mountainous. In fact, uh, when you're coming out of Prestonburg, I think, when you're headed toward where I work, you're going to go through Hazard, mm-hmm. and then you're going to come on down to Oneida and then, then back into Hollis. Yeah, 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 because Kentucky will surprise you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you get over on the, I guess, on the west side, it's all of a sudden level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When and I go to Mount Eden, it's level. Paducah, that area there. Yeah, it's, it's really really amazing. Yeah. And then, like I tell you before, where I come from, it's hilly, yeah. but it's not mountainous. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> you can get in some, uh, where you, you're driving along and you can look back where you just were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one level. What was that road we go down? I mean, you actually, you're looking at where you're fixing to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> of course, now, some of those roads, they straightened out now. They put the passing lane in. Yeah. Which is very helpful. Well, Back one of the halls, back several of the halls we were working on, the one back in Cool Springs, there's one way in and one really, way out. Really? And if you meet somebody, somebody's got to give somewhere because, yeah. I mean, the roads are only as wide as the yeah. car. But now in the area that you're going there, what is the economy? Because it's not, that's, that's not coal country yet. No. Yeah. Well, some of them were coal, coal miners and some of it is coal, but it's not coal country. Yeah. Most of the time, it's just people. Actually, we've dealt with people that were coal miners that work with the mines that when they closed, okay. they're out now. They just they have nothing. Yeah, and uh, but most of them. And one thing I've learned about them, they are. I've had I've had a lady today say, you know, well, if they do different, they'd be different. I said, no, I, I, you're wrong. A lot of these people have, have been generational, 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 and that's all they know. Right. Right. You know, and and when you take their livelihood away, then but uh, but now there, there, there's farming, but it, it has to be limited. Well, some, back somewhere. where I'm at, tobacco was big. Well, yeah, oh yeah. Out oh, yeah. You don't yeah. see. I go by farm after farm and tobacco farms. It's nothing. Oh, I'm, I'm very aware of that. Yeah, you don't see nothing. <laughs> well, see, my my people were tobacco farmers. Yeah. So we raised tobacco well, for years. When you go back in from uh, Manchester back, you see. I mean, when I first started going, yeah. there was a lot of tobacco farms still there. But last year, I noticed. I was talking to one of the people. There's not a farm hardly. Yeah, the, the corporations have have That's bought right. off what we back when I was a kid it was uh, acreage. You could raise so many acres mm-hmm. and then they they'd come they send the surveyors out in the summertime and they they'd say, Well, hire this part up. Right. But then they changed it to a poundage system and little farms had a poundage where they sold all that stuff off to the corporate. Right. And that's where most of the tobacco is. But the people adapt it. Right. Where I come from, they've adapted. Right. And they, they, they raise other things. They raise a lot of cattle. Now, they didn't used to do as yeah. much like that. Yeah, so right. I, the place I'm in, you see a lot of the farms that are empty, but, you know, most of them are just survivors. They, yeah, they'll yeah. grow their gardens. and. But when you've got a, a piece of land and it's straight up. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's a little harder to farm. Right? It is. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah, where I come from, you'd have the bottoms. And you, could, right. you, could, you could farm in the bottoms. Yeah. And where I'm at, you're either going up or down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm talking to my friend Henry Miller here. And sometimes we just get talking yeah, about Kentucky because he knows do. I'm from there. I and, love uh, Kentucky. And, uh, it, it is a, a beautiful state and wonderful people. People, But you're awesome. absolutely right. Either they like you or they, they don't. don't. And I've not <laughs> and, met any that didn't like me. Well, well you're, you're a likable guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, as you come down from, from the Ohio, mm-hmm. we're not real friendly with the Buckeyes. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Buckeye, I love you. Right, right. <laughs> anyway. But you've got, actually, let's do this. 
you're a singer. Uh, I'm trying to try to. And you're a songwriter. <laughs> and and uh, I remember one time on the show, you told us how you got started. Yep. Maybe we might want to retell that story along, along the way here. But but he wasn't a, a musician and literally just literally just picked it up. Yeah. And by, God gave it to me under the brush arbor. Yeah. But this song, you remember which one it is? We all been ready? Yep. Tell us about it. We'll, just we'll, one. Let's we'll warm it up here. Learned this song back in the 70s and kindly forgot it till a few months ago and come back to my mind. I yeah. recorded it. Yeah, I remember it back in those days. <laughs> and it all been ready. Yep, beautiful but song. Got a lot dark. of words to it. It's powerful. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. So now, who is singing behind you there? Uh, Joyce Igo. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, her, her sister, and her grandson. Okay. So you must have caught them while they were just happened to be in the Yeah, area. they were. Uh, we have to kind of coordinate everything because they've been by backup singers on the last several CDs. Oh, she's really? actually She's actually my producer. She does all the oh, all the stuff that puts it all together. Now, we're talking like we know her. I, I know her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been, tell her who she is. She's from West Virginia. She and I have been friends for, golly, back since the 90s. And uh, I did, in fact, the first CD I did was Ain't No Gray CD. That was what I was telling you about with this studio in Fort Walton. Uh, she kind of got on, listened to me singing and doing that. And, she, and so she kind of, kind of, I reckon you might say, became kind of like my coach. Because okay. a producer has to know what to do. Yeah. What music has to sound. And so she just kindly adopted me and I adopted her as my producer. There you go. There you go. And so when I do a CD, yeah. I call her and say, okay, I... I'm doing a new CD, and she said, okay, send me the songs and all the da-da-da, and she'll start working with the studios and getting everything yeah, put together. Yeah, and she usually comes in this area She's here, January. I think, now, yeah. tomorrow night over at Brother Tryon's church, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I know she always night. goes there, and I guess she goes to your church every year. She does, and mine, she'll be at mine the first Sunday in March. Okay, and then this, uh, is there other churches she, that she goes she to? She does one in Bristol, CRMC, and she does one in Oklahoma, Georgia, I think, or no, Meg's up there with uh, Cowboy Church. I just don't know what the dates are, but yeah, she, yeah. she just travels yeah. around. Okay. And she says in the winter she comes south it's just funny how they just get the call of god yeah <laughs> and so me and her have been friends and when i do a yeah, cd yeah. She's, so, a, she's a real fine person. oh awesome yeah. person and her yeah. and her sister and uh, yeah. they'll come down and do the backups for me okay i, I just wondered because i heard that I, I never really noticed the backups before because generally you, you generally sing by yourself a lot of times i do and yeah. but she's i said well hey i need all the help i can get <laughs> <laughs> now now the first yeah, and the first that there was, did I, did I hear some banjos and stuff like that? Or yeah, and that song? Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I think that was in another song. Another we, song I was played, playing, uh, Paul's Ministry. Okay, but where do the banjos come from? Well, they, when you go to a studio, I won't use one in Shelby, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, Big Feet Productions, he's an awesome guy. And uh, they bring in musicians, professional okay. musicians, to okay. do the work for you. I got it. Okay. And, and yeah. you pay them professional prices, yeah, yeah. but they do good work. They really make like a CD sound. Yeah. Good. You know, the the primitive quartet and uh, in, in new tradition. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking to them out of the Lighthouse Children, so I'm good. I've, I've got to know them a little bit because I've seen them around different places. And she was telling me that. When they sing, they don't have banjos and all that kind of stuff and right. stuff. No, but the guys from the primitive quartet, they they they'll come over the mountain. They said yeah. and they'll come and just take their music and they'll just play and put music for them, and they right. just do that as a gift to them. And I thought that is the most incredible thing: right. people working together for the kingdom mm-hmm. and, and the gospel. And I was right. just I was so happy to hear that because we need more of that. Right. Just people just working together, helping one another. Right. And then promoting the kingdom together like yeah, that. On the CD, The Wayfarer and Stranger, uh, that's, that CD was done in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. And my piano player was Karen Peck's piano player. Oh, really? <laughs> and my drummer was Jason Crabb's drummer. Wow. So they all would come together. And, so this is the studio that's there. Yeah, in Huntington, yes. Yeah, because Karen Peck is in Delonica, Georgia. That's yeah, where but, she's that's, from. But, but her piano player came and done the piano work. Wow, that. wow. And, yeah. uh, and then our Jason Crabb's drummer done all my drumming. Okay. So the, they actually drove to that area. Yeah. Okay. To do it. Yeah, because yeah, you get these hubs sometimes where yeah. well, what they a do lot of them like, live. Like a, like a studio, the one, in, well, the one I'm using now, Shelby, I've used him the last three years. 
uh, he'll call, I can't remember, David, I think his name is David Johnson. He's a professional guitarist. He can play the guitar, the banjo, the fiddle. He can play harmonicas, and he'll do a lot of that work. And then i got another guy that does the piano and then the right, right. And does the bass. And then they'll do all that after I send them a rough, they call it a, uh, a rough cut. I'll right. just sing the song on a CD and send it to them, and then they chart it. I see. And then when I go in there, they've amazing. Up, I walk yeah. in there, and there's my soundtrack with all professional musicians. Yeah, and some of them, some of these singers, they will – they will sing several different parts. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll put it all Rough together. Because I know I was listening to a song with Wilburn and Wilburn the other right. day, and he sings by himself. Right. And every and there was a bass coming in there, and I said, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah, I, you I can, can do tell, that now. Yeah, I could tell that was his voice, but he was, he was singing a bass. Right. And I said, okay, that's what they've done. And, and they'll layer it out, and it's amazing. <laughs> it, it works. <laughs> I think it was uh, I think it was Karen Page, yeah. piano player. When I was doing one of the uh, a contemporary song, which, you know, when you're doing Southern gospel, it does not going to sound just like it does when it comes out in the contemporary. Well, uh, you're going to sound country or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do. And so her, uh, <laughs> I can't think of what his name was. Anyway, he said, all right, it's time to do Henry Miller. Let's countryfy some of this oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Uh, that, that's just fine. I mean, you have a, you're, you're a country singer. I mean, yeah. You have a country voice. But it, it, it's it's good, and, yeah. and to think about it, you're singing for the Lord. Yeah, I see it for him. For yeah, him. that's that's it. My first engineer in uh, Fort Walton Beach. He was. Uh, I was trying. I was doing a new. The first CD I think I did, and I was. I can't remember which song I was trying to do, and I was trying to do it just like they did it, uh-huh. and. He was mean. I mean, he was just not. He wouldn't. He said, "Son, you can do better than this." I mean, this is terrible. I mean, I'm thinking you're insulting me, but he, no, he, he was helping you. He was helping. Yeah. So yeah. finally, he, he. I was trying to sing song. Finally, I'll never forget. He said, "Sit down a minute." So we pushed the mic back. He said, "Quit trying to sing it like everybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely, sing it like That's Henry right. Miller sings That's right. it." That's right. That's exactly. He right. said, "Be Henry Miller." Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I said, okay. He said, sing it like you sing it yeah. if you're in a church. Yeah. And Absolutely. I did. And from then on, it's just, okay, yeah. whatever it is, he said, "You, this is your song for this moment. That's it. Yeah, I had a guy that I knew where I grew up, and uh, he'd gotten into radio because we went, we all went to school together, but he'd, he'd gone up to Lexington and gotten into radio. And, and he was out of it by the time I had the conversation with him. But I said, look, I'm fixing to start back into radio. So he just give me some advice. And he said, be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. And that's one of the best pieces of advice. Absolutely. That anybody could have could have given me. You know, I'm I'm an old country boy from Kentucky. Yeah. I got a I got a Kentucky accent. Yep. Now I do try to clean it up somewhat. Yeah. You like me, I try to, but it doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. Well I I would say that I'm better than I was when I first came down from the hills. <laughs> yeah, you, you you ain't got you ain't got the tar and the fall. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I do revert back. <laughs> I took some young people up to the mountains here on their first time. They'd never been out of Florida. I took them on a mission trip up there with me. They wanted to see. They was he was six, fifteen, she was thirteen, and they they'd get talking. He said, "What's he saying?" I said, <laughs> "I said well, they're going over there." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing about it is, that what but I, it's a beautiful. I love it. Yeah. What I would hope is that people listen to me on the radio. They say, "Well." This brother's sincere. Yeah. If, if you get that from me, because I am what I am. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, I don't come behind this radio microphone and pretend to be something I'm not. I'm just, I'm just real. Yeah. I preached a sermon many years ago, and I had a guy remind me of it. And in my sermon, I used, I don't know where I'd read it in a book or something. And he said, I said, you know, uh, you can take an old hound dog and you can wash him and put him in bubble bath and you can put him in a suit and set him in the recliner chair, but he's still just an old hound dog. And you know what? Elvis Presley made a lot of money on that song. <laughs> he ain't nothing but a hound dog. So just be who you are. If you're a hound dog, be a good one. That's, that's, that's exactly right. But it's, it's true. Yeah. Just, just be who you are. Yeah. And and people will either love you, or they won't. Yeah. Well, what was really when he sat me down and told me that I never thought of it. He said, "Don't try to be somebody else. Just be you. Sing it your way." That's right. That's right. And 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 like I said, people either they accept accept you or they'll reject you. I tell people all the time: if you don't like Henry Miller, there's a club for that. There's a don't like. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is that I have discovered is that you grow on people. After a while, some gonna like him. Some yeah, ain't. yeah, yeah. I'm, t- I'm trying to think. What is what is the brother from Los Angeles? Because he's he's gone now. That has the radio show. What is his name? And, Adrian uh, Rogers. Or? No, no. But anyway, his voice would just drive you crazy when you first. Hear oh, it. I, but 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 you'll 
it'll come to me here in a minute. Uh, when you get to be 70, yeah. you, get to, you get to where you don't remember everything. You're still young. You're behind me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but the thing is, is it uh, J. Vernon McGee? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard him many times. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got his own voice. And and it grows on you. Yeah, but he's good. I yeah, mean, yeah. when he does, he's uh, good. Uh, and as far as being a student of the word, you don't get Ooh, any better. You don't get no better. But when you first hear him, you go, ouch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it does. I want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it, it was good. I it, love yeah, it. Yeah, it'll grow on you. I got some good sermons out of his sermons. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and and they, so that's kind of the way I feel about it. I said, look, you, you tune in every Sunday. You hear this old country boy yeah. behind the radio. But but I bring in a lot of good guests and a lot of good you, content. You do. Great show. And, and, Great and, show. And, and you'll get a lot from it. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just just roll with me. Just roll. <laughs> you know, I tell them, if you don't like me, there's a dial. Just <laughs> there you go. But the thing is, the other thing is this. You know, I'm a lover of Southern gospel music. Mm, oh, yeah. And uh, when I first started doing the talk show, my family said, you can't play that old music on the show. It'd be a success. Well, I've been doing it now for 20 years. Yeah, it's and still always here. plays for it. Yeah. And there are people who will, <laughs> sometimes they may just turn the radio down during mm. the songs and they come back for the content. I hope you don't do that. But, yeah. but sometimes. Well, when I managed uh, WJEP, uh, when I went first started taking over for them, they played all satellite music. You know, they was just a satellite station. Right, right. Well, I took it back and went live. And uh, we'd had a live lunch. And I'd play bluegrass. And I'd play, you know me. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just like you. Yeah. I'd have people actually call the station and say, I would rather sit here and listen to a staticky station playing bluegrass. Because <laughs> 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 we was saying we didn't have to wear yeah. And yeah. Because your music is, because I love it. Because yeah. there's people that love all kind of music. Now, yeah. I do. I'm, I kind of love a lot of it. I mean, I love country and bluegrass and gospel, southern gospel, but I like contemporary. I mean, the song's good. I like it, you know. I like it to a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I see it. There's some I don't care for. Well, to me, uh, the thing that, that that I don't get into the contemporary music for is the repetition. Repetition, yeah. That's most it's, of the same thing over yeah, and over. Yeah, same and over. thing over and over and over yeah. again. The great singers. Great singers the, and good singers. The words are yeah. good, but you've yeah. heard them twice. It's Yeah, and it's, it's also very popular now I yeah mean, uh, oh yeah pe- people who may not have even paid attention to christian music at all will listen to some of the contemporary right. uh, and so that's fine that's yeah when fine. i'm going to north to kentucky actually uh there's a station i can't i don't know the name of it it's in albany they play old southern gospel mm-hmm. then when i get up to chattanooga uh there's a station i think it's bbn or something they play a lot of the old stuff yeah. and got some good preachers so I'll, list, I'll just ride and listen to them <laughs> I know back in it would have been 1992 my daughter Rachel she was about 15 years old and we were going to Denver Colorado to a national youth convention we drove the whole way and once you get out west there is nothing but country music <laughs> and here was a song that was number one uh, don't tell my heart my achy breaky yeah <laughs> And I am telling you what, we heard that song <laughs> over and over and over out there all across uh, the I West. remember I had a teenager's too. <laughs> and, and, of course, uh, sometimes now, if you want to try to find gospel music anywhere on the yeah. radio, and, uh, it's, it's rare. Right, it's, rare, it's rare, rare. rare to find it. Yeah. Like here in this, this area here, in the Big Bend area of Florida, You've got Bobby Key and you got Billy Hudson, you got me. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. As far as if you want to listen to the gospel. gospel music. Yeah. And, uh, and of course now, and I, I, I do podcasts, but I can't do podcasts with the gospel music because of all the rights and all that oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, we've got uh, this show will be on a podcast. And of course, if you're out there listening, you want to listen to this show or any of the shows we do, you podcast and the daily broadcast, right. but I can't do the music on, on yeah. that. Right. So, so it's, it's hard to find. And we don't have any stations in this area that play Southern no, gospel all, music. No, they're, They've all gone yep, contemporary. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what you're dealing with. That's here. what you're dealing with. Yeah. But anyway, Brother Henry Miller, he's my guest today here on the Gospel on the Radio talk show. And uh, I have a song, and he knows it. <laughs> I wrote that song. It's <laughs> oh, in my kitchen sink. Uh, this is my favorite one of he sings because it really speaks to me. But but tell us about it. As I've said, I get up here. Well, I just started. Uh, actually, I think we just did our first CD and. And I'd had one of my producers say, you know, you need to write a song yourself. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you, unless you're called to do that. Mm-hmm. You, and I'll never forget, I come in from my, I was coming in from somewhere and I walked to my kitchen thinking the song, the words and the tune and everything just fell into my spirit. And I went and sat while it was in there. I wrote it all down wow. and then recorded it. Well, Shepherd of the night, <laughs> Henry Miller. 
Because I was going through that time. Yeah. But a lot of us have. Yeah. Praise God, he will see you through the long, long, lonely night. And that was the first song you ever wrote? First song I ever wrote. I, I don't think you've ever told me that before. If you did, I don't remember it. Yeah, that was the but first. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and first song, like I say, when I got, when the, I, I just woke up, and I'll never forget, I walked up the sink, and this they just started coming the words a melody wow and I, so you woke up and went to this or? no I walked up to the kitchen sink up. I was okay. going to do something maybe washing I don't know what I was doing but when it started coming I was like wow these those words I mean I never and I just ran over started writing wow. them down on a piece yeah. of paper and um, I wrote them all down in the course I mean the music and so I sat and got my guitar down I got it to where I could you know got all the music lined up and actually I was recording a CD in uh uh, Fort Walton Beach and Joyce Igo was over there so I called her and asked her would she meet me in the studio I want to see what she thought about it uh-huh. and so when she listened to it and read she said wow she wow said, God <laughs> ain't never gave me one like that <laughs> <laughs> how about that that's it it is it's it's an amazing song to me because the words speak so much and of course anybody who's ever been woke up by God at three o'clock in the morning of course in the song you hadn't even gone to bed but right. uh, I've been woke up by God yeah and uh, well, it was a time in my yeah. life and that and it was I mean it was bad I was going through some storms bad bad storms and it seemed like God wasn't listening. It seemed like when I'd pray, it was going nowhere. And I remember thinking, hey, you know, I, I remember many times I'd look at the clock and be 3 o'clock in the morning going, I can't sleep. And my mind would just be going 100 mile an hour trying, yeah, to, yeah. trying to grasp yeah, yeah. what was going on in my life. Yeah. And it was just, and I couldn't. Yeah. And I remember one morning I sat up at 3 o'clock and I held my hands in my head. I've shared this in many sermons. And I said, God, I just, I got nobody left. I got nobody left. And I never forget God spoke to him. That was the darkest hour of my life. He said, you still got me. Yeah. Yeah. And I picked up from there and kept going. I had God wake me up one morning, and I thought he was going to kill me. Yeah. Because I, I was not being obedient. Right. <laughs> and, uh, of course, when you get that type of awakening, mm-hmm. you have a tendency to want to straighten things out yeah. real quick. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> and I sir. got on the phone. I couldn't wait for daylight yeah. <laughs> to start calling people and say, look, this, this ain't going to happen. Right, <laughs> right. I hear you. I know yeah, what you're saying, yeah. brother. Let me just tell the audience, this is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. Love visitors. Come worship with us. FRCM. US. We start at 11.05 Sunday School at 10, and uh, we'd love to see you there. Also, as I mentioned, the podcast, you can go there. Don't forget to tune in on Saturday nights for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. It's a full hour of the best music on the planet. Amen. <laughs> That's my opinion. Amen. And it's Brother Henry's Yes, amen. Too. Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> but you'll enjoy it. It's, it's, it's Southern Gospel style. Of course, you get me in between, and I preach a little message there too Amen. that's at seven o'clock on saturday night and then monday through friday here on 94.1 it's a daily broadcast the gospel on the radio broadcast is a daily bible teaching so Amen. i want to make sure you're aware of all of that brother websites because you got all this stuff going on and sometimes people want to participate Amen. They, they want to make donations or whatever and we appreciate everybody that helps tell, us because it takes get, a lot to do it sure it does yeah. uh, well I pastor Victory Through Truth Ministries Church in Woodville and Panacea Mission okay. in Panacea Florida our websites are right now we just got a brand new one okay. it's in the final stages henrymillerministries.com henrymillerministries.org or henrymillerministries.us you just got it all covered covered them all because <laughs> people can't remember right or you can always go to Henry Miller Ministries Facebook and there's a setup for there for you too okay okay so you got all that ready we for got them. it yeah that, the Henry Miller Ministries Facebook's are running right now you can go there I have people donate uh, through that uh, our, our ministry Henry Miller you can still donate on the new website they just ain't got all the other stuff up yet that goes okay. with the ministry and that's what I'm PayPal? Is it yeah, no, it's Stripe. It's okay, uh, okay. tremendous. Uh, but there is a way. Yeah, yeah. Now, when, now, what if somebody just wanted to mail you a check? They can mail it to Henry Miller Ministries, P.O. Box 630, Woodville, Florida, 32362. Okay. 
And uh, that way, yeah, we have a lot of people do that. Yeah, because you're you're uh, raising funds for for the food, and you're you're making food, yeah, food right. distribution. So do you go through Second Harvest to do that? We don't. We uh, we got our own. Actually, like I say, I've got churches in Pennsylvania. I got a, con- a connection in Jacksonville. I have to go around once every four to six weeks and pick a load up. He so has you're running all these places to gather all this stuff. Gather up, right? up, and then I run back and deliver it to the. And then where do you store it in the meantime? We got a big storage place in Woodville. We had one put behind the church. It's a big center. I mean big building that we come in there and what it is we got ladies when it comes in they separate it itemize it uh, if it's closed, they take them apart and separate boys, girls, men's, women. Then they box them. Mm-hmm. Then when I back the van up, it comes in, box men, women, or the food's already separated, canned goods, potted meat, crackers, and then I just go set them up at the distribution. Now, what if somebody were to call you up and say, Pastor Henry, I, I listened to you on Pastor King's uh, radio show, and you're doing all this running and stuff, and I love to drive. Right. And they would and of course, you'd have to check them out. I know all that. And they yeah. say, I'd like to help. Do some of those trips for you? Would you? Uh, would would you have, a, yes, we'd love it because we'll, you know that's it. That's almost essential at, at our age, right? You know, we've got to figure out how to reinvent ourselves as far as we would not turn people. anybody down. Okay, you but know, see, we'd that, have to, like I say, you would check everything. But yeah. uh, if anybody runs stuff the mountains, I I got Angel, uh, Ferona, and uh, Brenda. I'll inter- take it one time, introduce you to them. All you got to do is pick up, and say I'm bringing you a load of stuff. <laughs> I and, thought you were going to say I got an angel to go with them. <laughs> <laughs> Angel's her name, actually. <laughs> and she is actually she's a sweetie. But this is this is essential. Yeah, because you're not always going to be able to do this. Yeah, I got a lady yeah. that runs the Panacea Mission. Her name is Kay. Uh, pretty much all I have to do is deliver food. She set, she runs okay. the whole mission for the clothes and the yeah, food. Yeah. East Point, I had to pretty much run it on my own. I haven't really got no help there yet. We okay. just actually opened it last June. Now, that's a church or a mission? I mean, it's it a mission. Be- we uh, It's so funny. I don't know how much time we got, but... Uh, I might want to check that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're fine. We're fine. We're, uh, I was... I'm one of these, uh, it's like you said a while ago, I just have to listen to the Lord. Because yeah. when I started the mission in Appalachian, well, I got thinking, well, what do we do here at home? So I got to pray, and then I got asking the Lord, you know, oh, well, where do you want me to go? Well, the first place was Panacea. Mm-hmm. And that was a miracle. The woman just, we got a building there. She don't charge us anything. Just as there. Yeah, I remember you telling us about yeah, that. Yeah, that story. The last there. time you were here. Yeah. Uh, then I was sitting there and the Lord said, I want you to go to Hosford. And I don't know about Hosford. I mean, I lived over there. I was raised there, but yeah. I didn't know. And uh, so I said, okay. So I started making phone calls. Well, I went to school with a guy that said, well, you can come use my property and everything you need here. It's all yours. Just come use it. So we opened up in Hosford. And then uh, the Lord, I'm sitting there, and we get these up and running. And then the Lord starts speaking to me. I want one in East Point. Okay. I'm thinking. No, but when you say mission, are you talking about an actual church there or a place it, where you're going? It's a location. You know, okay. we, we don't have a church now. We have one in Panacea. Okay, okay. But East Point, we set up. And the lady that lets us use the place there, I preached for her granny back in the 70s. <laughs> I'd lost contact with her. Yeah. A man stopped by my yard sale in Woodville one day. I was running. We raised money to try to keep this stuff going. And he stops by and he said, I'm from East Point, Florida. And the Lord had been dealing with me. I said, well, do you know a sister named Connie? Da, da, da. He says, yeah, we're good friends. I said, I've lost contact with her. I'd like to talk to her. Mm-hmm. We gave me her number. Wow. So I called her. She said, well, yes, come on down. You can use my daddy's old gas station. It's closed. We don't, uh, you know, that ain't been open. Come here. Come use right, it. Here's right. the key. So I met with her. So we opened up East Point. And uh, Hosford, we deal with a lot of older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lady come through there, said, if I wasn't for you, I wouldn't eat two weeks out of the month. An older lady. She's in her 70s. Wow. wow. And she says, I'm so glad you come because I ain't got nothing to eat for two weeks if you don't come. Well, I'm thinking, wait, you know, you should be getting food stamps or some kind of help at your age. So I asked her, I said, you know, well, don't you get food stamps? She said, well, all I can get is $20 a month. Oh. She said, that's all I'll get. They will give me because I reckon she owns her house or whatever. When anyway, she don't fit the criteria, even though she's 70 years old and on a fixed income. Huh. So she comes by the one in New East Point. We still got set up. And here come the homeless people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we deal with a lot of homeless in East Point yeah. that come by and, you know, they ain't got no way to cook. So we try to make sure there we got tuna fish, stuff that they can pop a top, right, heat right. up and eat. Yeah. And so we've reached our own little niche in every community. Right. But but when we're talking about mission here, we're talking about you. This is a location where you go to. And we don't just give food away. We are pray with you. Yeah. We had people get saved at the missions. Right. We had a lady in East Point that they gave her heart to the Lord at the mission. But there was, but there's not ongoing ministry. No, there. no, no, you're no. We, we just, yeah, uh, in East Point, we're there every yeah. third, uh, second and fourth Thursday. Right. Hosford, we are the second and fourth Tuesday. 
uh, panaceas open every Thursday. Okay. But they, they know to expect you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they'll start calling or right, sending right. me things on my Facebook saying, how y'all coming? Yeah, we're yeah, coming unless yeah. it's storming. So, so when you say mission, I'm just trying to get a clarification. Yeah, okay. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, just, just so people will know, because right. the people who in this area will probably be listening to this broadcast. Yeah. So, and I'm glad we're doing that because, like I say, these people – in this area, we want you to know we're there. Sure. And we're not just there to give out food or judge you. We're there. If you need to talk, we got licensed people that are preachers that'll sit and talk with you, pray right. with you, counsel with you. If you don't know the Jesus, we'll, we'll lead you to the Lord. Uh, so, and plus I'm still involved with the jail ministry. I still got everything yeah. going on. But, but uh, let's, let's, let's get this uh, clarified. Okay. East Point, what are the times you're there? We're on there every, th- every second and fourth Thursday. Second. We start at 11 to 1. Second and fourth Thursday, 11 to 1. And, and where's the location? It's at, uh, it's on 401 uh, Highway 98. And uh, everybody knows Arjo Gas Station. Okay, okay. All right, now let's let's go to, was it Panacea? Panacea is open every Thursday from 2 to 5. 2 to 5. And where's it? 1168 Coastal Highway, right there at the old light, at the Lighthouse Motel. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what that is. Okay, now, Hosford. Hosford is on Highway 65 at Larry's Barbershop, old barbershop. It was the only one there, and it used to be a barbershop for years, but they closed it. And we're there for every second and fourth Tuesday from 10 to 12. Okay, so now this is for the people who are in that area. Now you know or when, you go to, when and where and, and what to expect. And so. come get free food, free clothes, hygiene items, school supplies. Uh, we got everything. Okay. Anything you need, prayer, whatever you need. Okay. Yeah, and then of course uh, that's just that's just a tip of the iceberg, brother. <laughs> <laughs> because we've talked about your missions yeah. before. You've gone down to the Dominican Republic yep. and you've built churches down yep, there. Yep. And, Going down uh, again next year, I hope. <laughs> okay, but you mentioned another country here a few minutes ago. Where else are you are you going? In well, we, first we 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 go to the Philippines and we go to uh, Dominican Republic. I've been to Africa and Mexico, right. and we do to Mexico once a year and Canada. But now we're on a radio station albania okay and they want us to come over there so i may go over there next so what, year. what are you doing there you're preaching the gospel preaching the gospel and and how did that come about well a, a, a company in california pan american that handles all my overseas programs uh said you might be a good fit on this station because okay. of your ministry right and so they sent a cd down they said yeah let's put him on okay and so we've had a lot of letters people that said you know thank you for the teaching and the preaching that's and, helping and, us grow. And how often does that air yeah every week at every uh, week every sunday at 10 sunday at 10 and of course you're just mailing them a cd of the no, they, they mail they download electronically like I, said, I told you i ain't got this <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> well i've tried to school him on plus we're only in your home country up there they yeah. can hear us up there where you're from in uh in kentucky we're on a hundred thousand watt station there, WWAG. Okay. 107.9. In Kentucky. Yeah. 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 And what, say it for me, Biera. Bria. Bria. <laughs> <laughs> We're on there too. Yeah, Bria, Kentucky. <laughs> and with a Brian Bible College. <laughs> yeah. I can't never get that name right. <laughs> uh, no, the, the thing about it is that uh, you're, you're reaching the gospel through uh, through the airways. Yeah. And then plus WDXD here in Tallahassee. And of course, all of these the different trips, and missions, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Plus, you're pastoring a church. Pastor two of them. Okay. <laughs> For a lot of folks would say, "Well, well, that's enough." If you're just pastoring a church. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Woodville, I preach there at eleven. Then I run to Panacea, preach there at two. Okay, and then you're going to the jail when? Then I go to jail every Thursday night. On Thursday night, didn't you used to go there on Sunday afternoon? I uh, went to the prisons on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I remember you talking about you for years. You just, you said, well, we got to cut the sermon. Short a short little yep. bit today. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the Wolcola Jail every uh, Thursday. Actually, I, I go ever. They cut me back with like another guy that came in because for a while they couldn't get people to come in. Yeah. And so they got some relief now. So I just go there three sun, uh, three. Now, do you go there and play music too? I, just they, I carry my guitar in there and we they bring all the men in. I'll sing and we'll just have throw down church. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. In fact, they, uh, the chapel told me they say, well, he goes in there. He just has church. I mean, I guess we sing the old hymns, and then I'll sing a special or two, and then I'll preach the word to him like mm-hmm. I'm in my church. Yeah. And you have your regular congregation there, too, don't you? I mean. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, not every prisoner will come. No, no. But they service. learn you and know you and trust yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, They'll come. But I've talked to several people who are in jail ministry, and they say, no, no, not everybody comes. No. But, but uh, uh, there are those who, who do, and, and those and they they like to come on a regular basis. Yeah, the they ones, will. And, uh, they'll yeah, pretty much the every church. time I'm there. Now, for me, 
if and praise the Lord that this would never happen. But if I found myself in this situation, I think I'd want to go to every one of the services just to get me out of the jail cell. A lot of them do. Yeah. But the thing is, I've been told by some of them that, and I don't say this in judgmental way, but some of them you have to kind of preach to their understanding. Mm-hmm. And sometimes preachers preach over their head, and so they don't want to hear it, but they don't know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had him say, well, you know, I, I, he seemed like a nice enough guy, but half yeah. the time he's saying things I don't even understand what he's saying. Right, right, So I keep right. my messages and all my sermons everywhere yeah. I preach just like a child can sit there and hear Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that before, that the more educated you become, the less, the less they can understand you. to communicate and with they'll them, tune you out. And if they yeah. lose you one time, you won't see them no more. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been down that road before, too. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so you were going to the prison. I was going to the prison, but when COVID hit, okay. uh, in fact, I had to, one of the very few opportunities, that I was going every night. Really? Yeah, I was home. I'd go every night, and I went every night and ministered to them, prayed with them. I could go in their dorms. I could go sit down and pray with them and talk with them, have Bible studies in their yeah. dorms. But then when COVID hit, they kind of shut it down. Yeah. And uh, they just never have reopened my section right. back up again to do that. So I that just, was at the, the, the faith-based. Mm-hmm. We'll call but, that, but they've WCI. changed that now. They yeah, they, yeah, they've changed yeah. it now, WCI. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't understand why. I don't either, really. But because I just, it was being very successful, from what yeah, I understand. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. very successful. I mean, I had yeah. men that looked for me coming every week, and I yeah. just go sit on the bunks with them. Yeah, yeah. Because the the rate of men coming back, yeah, had become so low, right? And I, I don't know what it is now. Cause so I, I don't, I don't either. I just yeah. know when they they hit, they told me said, "Well, we can't. Nobody could go in." And yeah. then when they reopened it, my set that the, what I do, they never reopened it. Right. So let's go back to the websites and stuff again because I want to make sure people. If they if they want to help you with your food distribution or whatever you're doing, we'll, we'll take food, we'll take clothes, we'll take money, we'll take anything you can give us. Prayer, yeah. Uh, but the website is henrymillerministries dot com, okay. Henrymillerministries dot us, henrymillerministries dot org. Any one of those websites take you to the same place, or you can go to Henry Miller Ministries Facebook. It's a right. whole ministry page set up on Facebook, and some people donate through there. Now, when you go to these uh, distribution sites, the missions and stuff, like, you're not going by yourself. You have other people helping you. Most of the time, they meet me there. I most of the time, I drive by myself. And I do have sometimes people go with me, you know, it's just yeah. a cord. Cord. Not everybody can lay their life down yeah, yeah. and go. Because sometimes I go for 10 days at a yeah. time. What, what, you're on the road? or No, yeah, I'll leave up Woodville, and I may not come back for 10 days. Well, I'm then. talking about the, the local areas. Oh, the local. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got people around here. Yes, that's. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But, but what, I'm, what I said earlier about yeah. this person out there, and maybe they're at a stage in their life they could take some days off. Yeah. And, oh, they, and, and, and they love to drive. Yes. <laughs> and they could just take one of those. I mean, they have to have their own vehicle. Yeah. I mean, you got that old van. <laughs> I got the old van, which is rolling about five hundred thousand. <laughs> but but somebody that said, "Hey, I, I'd, I'd love to do that." Yeah. Well, we welcome it. You know, because yeah. we we like I've said many times, this is not Henry Miller. This is the Lord's work. It's the yeah. kingdom of God. And anybody wants to join in, we don't push nobody aside. Hey, come yeah. on, whatever sure. you whatever you have to gift or bring yeah. or talent or ability. We're open to it. But the thing about it is, it may be that whoever this person is, they had never considered it before. Yeah. You get to these things and you see people coming in that's this struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lady came into the mission in Panacea here at Christmas. She walked in there. She just broke down and started crawling yeah. right there in the door. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, are you okay? I just got fired. I just laid off from a job the week, three for days, three days before Christmas. Oh, my goodness. She said, I just got laid off from a job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how wow. I'm going to feed my family. I don't know what I'm going to do for Christmas. She said, I don't have a paycheck, and I just got laid off just today. Wow. And she said, I never in a million years dreamed I'd be in a food yeah. Bank begging for food. Yeah. I said, let's clear one thing up right now. Number one, you're not here begging for food. This food is donated. You get all of it you want. Right. How many children you got? And we just happen to have gifts in the back for them. Mm-hmm. And I said, so there's your Christmas and your food. Wow. What a blessing. But what a blessing. That, that touches you. Oh, yeah. To yeah. know that she was, she squeaked. She said, I never dreamed I'd be standing here in a food bank begging for food. Yeah. Yeah. I said, number one, we don't, you ain't begging for nothing. Amen. Because this is what it's for. Yeah. It's time to pray. Time to pray. Wow, is that gone again? Oh, I tell you what, we had such a good time, Brother Henry. <laughs> thank do. you for being here. Father God, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have just yes, to come Jesus. and just to share the gospel on the radio. And Father God, I just pray for those who are out there listening. Maybe that person that's, uh, God should let it on their heart to come and drive a van to take things to people that need them. Yes. And Father God, bless this audience, Father God. Yes, Jesus. And Lord, we just give you glory and praise. Lord, we yes, pray Lord. these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Henry, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me again. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Amen. Until next uh, Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.